Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Excited to be here today with Pastor Sam Nix. My friend, welcome back. You want to open us in prayer? Well, it's good to be back on the air into the homes, radios, or whatever instrument the people have. So let's pray and thank God for this wonderful day that we are experiencing, day of opportunity and blessing. Father God, we thank you. We don't have anything else to say. We just thank you. You've done so much. We could talk all night and all day too and still not be finished when we get through. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your blessing that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for the many wonderful things you've done. Things we haven't even asked for. You have blessed us anyway. Things we haven't even recognized, you blessed us. We pray that you would make us grateful because you inhabit the praises of your people. And now, everyone that's listening to the broadcast today, we pray that you would do a work in their lives. 
Lord, we don't want them just to hear the gospel. We want them to be changed by the gospel. I pray for those that are in the hospital rooms, those that are in the nursing home, those that are sick on their bed, those that are up running around and still carrying diseases. We speak the power of God to move in their lives and show them that you are the Lord. You care for them. That's that mother that's worried about that child. We pray that you would bless everyone that's listening today. Let this broadcast, this radio station, this ministry change their lives. We ask this blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it's good to be on. Go ahead. Amen. My friend, the microphone is yours. Take it away. All right. Well, this is Pastor Sam Nix here in the city of Dallas, Texas. And I am so grateful to be on the station. Hadn't been on this station in about a year. Our church is the Lighthouse Gospel Center in Dallas, Texas. We are located in two locations, 1730 South Ewing Avenue, Dallas, Texas, and then 5905 Marine Way. And we are blessed. God is moving. God is just moving in a great way. We are in the process of our building our new building. And I tell you, we just got good news. We just got good news. The contractor has okayed us to continue. We had a few problems with the storm and the turmoil. And we thought that uh, we had a, a break-in. Someone stole all of the electricity. And we just had an okay to go ahead and redo it. So the inspector said, hey, we got it ready. Go ahead and redo it. So we're just thanking God to redo all of the electricity in our new building. And I'm just thanking God because it's an opportunity for us to see God move. It's an opportunity to see God restore that which Satan tried to steal. It's an opportunity for us to believe God for new things. And it'll be better than it was before because the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. I would love to do a lesson this morning after I give you some information and you might want to grab a pen and a piece of paper and you might want to write down because it's a possibility that sometimes the anointing may come upon me and I may say something that the rhema were for you. But let me say that again. I may say something that is a rhema word just for you. Because sometimes you hear a word of God and it's, it's a general corporate word. And sometimes God will send a person with just a word for you. Go get a pencil and piece of paper because I may be the man with the plan that God has put in your hand. I know there's times you hear people and you say, that was just for me. So I want you to get your pencil and paper because I may say something in your condition. Because God sent Jeremiah to certain people. God sent uh, Daniel to certain people. God sent Jesus to certain people. And I know that God has sent me to certain people. And when they hear, it's just the key who turns the door to their future. So you get a pencil and a piece of paper, and I may say something that will bless you, but I'm going to go into the Word of God and teach you 
I'm going to teach you realms of faith. That's the area that I move in. God has anointed me to move in the areas of faith. And those of you that don't understand faith, those of you that need more faith, those of you that are seeking to have more faith, this may be a blessing to you. Or you may know somebody that you can share with them. You know, in the Bible, there was a little girl that shared with uh, the man of God. She said, there's a prophet in there. And I heard that he can bless you. So she told Naaman, and she sent the message to Naaman. And Naaman went to Elisha. And you may be just a voice to go to somebody else that needs it. You may know somebody uh, in Europe. You may know somebody in Mexico or the Philippines or in the USA that needs my word. All right, so I'm Pastor Nix. That's N-I-X. Pastor Nix in Dallas, Texas, with the Lighthouse Gospel Center. And I want to go into the Word of God because all of my life, all of my life, I've been a person of faith. And there's been so many wonderful things that God has done for me. I just look back and say it had to be the hand of God to move for me. But, so let's go into the Word of God. And as I go in, I, I see where Jesus was in the ship. And the ship was being tossed from side to side. And the disciples were saying, Lord, where is this storm coming from? They were saying, Lord, we're on the ship. And we don't understand the winds and the waves are tossing us. And we're being tossed from side to side. And they were saying, Lord, where's the storm coming from? And let me tell you something. I want to deal with your faith today. So let's go into the Bible. And uh, let's see all the times where Jesus was there to meet their needs. Jesus was there to supply every want that they have. The Bible said God says supply all your needs, but I found out that God will supply your wants too. That's right. He'll meet your needs and give you what you want and give you what you desire, and he'll even give you what is not yours. Let me say that again. He'll give you what is not yours. So as I go into the Word, I feel God changes some things, but I'm going to stick with what I have. All right. Boom. If you have your Bible, I want you to go to the book of, I believe it's Luke. And when I see all the wonderful things that God did, I just get all, uh, I, tell you, I, I just get all excited. When I see the wonderful things, I just want to stop at every little thing that God did. But do you remember when Jesus was in the ship? Do you remember when he told the disciples, let's go over to the other side? But that's what God is doing, and I want to go over. I just, uh, looking at Southern Scriptures here, I want to stop here. But some of us, the Lord has spoke to us that he's ready for us to go over to the other side. And we're understanding, God, what do you mean go over to the other side? God is saying there's a place that I want you to go, and there's some things I want you to experience that you have not experienced before. There's some places I want you to go. There's some things I want you to see. 
because there's something that I want to do in your life. All right. So when we go into the Word of God, we found out that um, Jesus stilled the storm in their lives. Now, Mark, let's go to let's try Matthew eight and twenty-three. So go to Matthew eight and twenty-three, and I'm going to share this with you. Are you there? And as we go into the word, and Jesus and his disciples entered into a ship. And there rose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. His disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us as we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye faithful, O ye little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm in the sea. Jesus told his disciples, and here there's several things I want you to see here, because many of us, the Lord has tried to teach us faith. I believe this was a great lesson of faith. And when they got into the ship, Jesus said to them, he said, now, let us go over to the other side. What do you mean, let's go to the other side? If the Lord tells you, final place, you don't look at the circumstance. Never look at circumstance. That's your truth. When the Lord tells you something's going to happen, never look at the circumstance. Sometimes, you have to realize that it's the end of the story that makes the difference. It's not the race, it's how you win. And when the Lord deals with you in faith, he doesn't tell you there's going to be circumstances. But the devil will tell you, and the devil will try to make the circumstance look like they can control the end. The devil will make it look like the circumstance will stop the end from happening. So you never look at the circumstance. Jesus told his disciples, let's go to the other side. So the simple thing there is that all you need is that you're going to be on the other side. You will end up at the other side. And now here's where faith kicks in. And they said, when the great tempest arose and the ship was covered with the waves. The ship was full of waves and the waves were tossing the ship. And the disciples forgot that Jesus was with them. Now they knew he was with them, but they didn't know why he was with them. And you know what? It's a thing to have something and not know how to use it. It's an awful thing to have somebody and not know who is among you. It's a shame to face Goliath. 
and have five smooth stones in a slingshot and not realize power that you have to use what you got. Jesus went into the ship, went to sleep. I had my reservations about that because the Bible said he never sleeps and never slumbers. And I doubt very seriously if he was asleep. I think sometimes he would say, let me test their faith and I think I'll just sit back here and I won't answer them when they call me. You know, there's times when uh, I would be flying on an airplane and I'd just be so tired and the waitress would come by and she said, do you want something? And I would just act like I was asleep. I just, I just would ignore them and I'd just look at them and act like I was asleep. But I wasn't really asleep. I was just wanting them to go away and leave me alone. And I think when the ships start pulsing with the wind, whatever they had in them came out of You never know how much faith you have to the winds and the waves and circumstances start tossing you from side to side. Sometimes the winds in your life are news from the doctor. Sometimes the wind are family circumstances. Sometimes the wind in your life is how you feel. Whether you're depressed, whether you're encouraged. And we have to realize that the devil's main job, the devil works night and day. Not to get you to sin. You can sin easily. The devil works night and day to get you to wear down your faith. He tries to wear down your faith. And if he could kill your faith, he doesn't care if you sin because you can't please God trying to live holy. It's impossible to please the Lord without faith. And so the devil tries to kill your faith because you can't get anything done. You can't get healed. You can't move a mountain. You cannot have authority over the enemy without faith. It is impossible. Please God. Without faith. You need to write that down. Faith is the main, the most important thing that you can work on and establish. Because in this lesson, they were on the ship. It's all out of faith. It wasn't about the winds and the waves, but they made it. Because when the wind started blowing, it took priority over what they already knew. What did they already know? They should have known that Jesus was with them. In every circumstance, it's what you look at that what you will follow. What you think about is what you will follow. It's what you speak about what you will follow. And even though Jesus was in the ship, they focused their eyes 
on their problems. How many times do I deal with people? Come to our crusades, come to our church, and come into my meetings and watch our telecast. And when they communicate with me, I can see that they are focused on their problems. Pastor Nix, the winds and the waves have been tossing me from side to side. Pastor Nix did problems everywhere. There's problems when I come, problems when I go. I got so many problems the world will never know. There's some people, all they do is focus on the negative. And it never dawns on them that Jesus is on the same boat that you are. And how in the world can you go down when Jesus is around? And so the disciples, they spoke about the circumstance. Instead of saying, through everything, Jesus is here. Instead of saying through it all and above the storm, Jesus is here, they forgot the power and the reason that Jesus was with them. You know, the Bible says he'll never leave you. The Bible says he'll never forsake you. How many times have you read in the word of God where the Lord said, be strong and courageous. I will never leave you. I will be with you. How many times have you read in the Bible where God said, don't be afraid. I'm with you. And all through the Old Testament, all through Deuteronomy, all through the book of the law, the Lord told his followers, don't worry. Don't be upset. I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. And the disciples had been with Jesus and they were learning this lesson because they forgot it. It's not that they never knew it. They forgot. Because they were so busy focusing in on their problems. They forgot the main lesson. And when you don't have the lesson, you can't pass the test. Listen, you can study all year on a particular subject. And when the test comes, if you can't remember what you've learned in the lesson, you'll not be able to pass the test. What I'd like to say is that you get the lesson, then you get to testing, and then you get to victory. So Jesus looked at it, and we're back in Matthew, if you want to go to Mark, you can, but we're in Matthew. And they said, Jesus, we're perishing. The Lord doesn't want to hear you tell him what he cannot do. He does not want you to tell him what you can't be. And he doesn't want you to tell him what he can't have. And the disciples, which were supposed to be focusing on Jesus, they told Jesus, we 
are going to perish. Look at the storms, Jesus. Look at the winds and the waves, Jesus. You know, if I'm walking with somebody and you're trying to teach them faith, I don't want them telling me what we cannot do, what we can't be, what we can't have. That's the last thing you want is somebody focusing and telling you what you can't be. He already told them, let's, me and you, if you stick with me, we will make it to the other side. Let's pass over to the other side. That's in Mark 4 and 35. Let's pass over. And when he said, let's, he said, Father, he said, Father, make us one. That word, God, had become the one main priority in a person's life. And when that one is a main priority in your life, it means that if Jesus said, let's go over to the other side, it means that he's going, you're going. We're one. Wherever I am, you will be also. If I'm in a place of peace, if I'm in a place of safety, if I'm in a place of uh, being more than a conqueror, hey, you're going to reign with me. You're sitting right here with me. And when Jesus said, let's pass over, they didn't recognize because they were so focusing on the problems, they forgot what he said. I don't remember. Oh, he, he was preaching, stumping, fire was coming out of his head, but I can't understand what he's saying. But they woke him up and they said, Jesus, save us. Why are you asking him to save you when he already, he already told you we're going to make it to the other side. And when you speak and say to Jesus, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Save us, lest we perish. Something that you're missing. One of the key things that we're missing that I want you to focus on is that it shows that they don't know how to speak faith. Speaking faith. You know, saying you have faith and speaking faith Two different things. And when the disciples spoke to Jesus, they were not in faith. When you have to tell Jesus what the doctors said, when you have to tell Jesus how that problem made you feel, when you have to tell Jesus what people said about you, that's not speaking in faith. The Bible said you're snared by the words of your mouth. So whatever you say is what you're going to have. But you're not speaking faith. So if you're not speaking in faith and you're speaking in doubt, that's what you're going to have. You're going to have doubt. You're going to have fear. You're going to have problems. You're going to have all kinds of circumstances that's not going to be working. Excuse me. So you got to speak in faith. You got to let God know. God, I don't care what the circumstance is. I see Jesus through the storms. I see Jesus through the rain. I see Jesus. When you focus in, you know, it was a song that we used to sing years ago. And it would turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look forth. In his wonderful face, 
and the things of the earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his power on grace. But when you turn your eyes upon Jesus, everything else becomes dim. Everything else becomes dark. And Jesus shines. But when you are focused on the problem, you can't see Jesus. And that's what the disciples did. They couldn't see Jesus because they were focused on their problems. And I want to say this when people write me and they say, Pastor, say, I've got faith. You got faith to be healed. I can't pray for you unless you get in the realm of faith. Because faith has a language. And if you got faith, you got to speak it. Because whatever you speak, and I'm not talking about with your hair. You, you, you got to believe it in your heart. You think with your head, but you believe with your heart. You can walk with Jesus and talk with him, have him sitting at your kitchen table. But when you start looking at the winds and the waves, you are not moving by faith. Well, you say to me, Pastor Nick, how do you start walking by faith? Well, you start speaking the language of faith. Faith has a language. It's not the language of doubt. It's not the language of I cannot. It's not the language of it had never happened. It's the language that he will never leave me and he'll never forsake me. I can never be defeated. If I'm down seven times, I'll get up seven times. The faith says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And the language of faith is not the language of failure. It's not the language of the impossible. It's not the language of doubt. You're not the underdog. You're not defeated. But the language of faith says, according to Romans, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That's the language of faith that I'm talking about. That's the language of faith that we speak. And that's why when the disciples went to Jesus, he was teaching them. And, and I'm going to tell you what he said if we stay with this. They went to Jesus and said, save us. And they tried to wake him up. Listen, they tried to wake Jesus up. They did not realize if he sleep, as long as he's with you, you have no problems, no fear, no worry. Why should I worry and why should I fret? For the Lord has never failed me yet. In my darkest and my lowest hour, God will move in with his holy power. When the storms of life are tossing me, like a ship I'm on a raging sea, I can cry, oh Lord, come help me, please. I know he'll calm the storm the angry seas. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. The Lord will always stand by me. And you know, you can turn your life around when you turn your mouth around. Quit saying the storms are coming and Lord save us lest we perish and start saying, Lord, I praise you for taking me through this storm. Oh, now we're learning the language of faith. I praise you for lifting me above the circumstance. Now we're understanding the language of faith. I praise you for what you promised me. Now we're understanding the language of faith. Now we're talking in faith. Now we're saying things and we're prophesying into our lives when we tell God, God, I thank you 
because you told me that you never leave me. You told me I was more than a conqueror. No. When you start telling Jesus, what said Jesus? He said, Jesus, wake up. Wake up, Jesus. And when they woke him up, he was asleep on the pillow. He said, listen, I didn't have that much time. I put up with you guys. I need a little rest. I need a peace. Maybe he was meditating. Maybe he was talking to the Father. Or maybe he was just trying to say, let me see where they are right now. And you know, sometimes you think you have faith. Do you know that you operate from your level faith? And you can tell where you are by what you have and how you operate. You want to write that down. You operate from your level of faith. You got it? And so, they, you know, you think, I meet people, they think they have faith. And the disciples said, well, we got Jesus. You know, I got my long robe on. I look like a preacher. act like a preacher. But you operate from your level of faith. And you cannot have walk together except they agree. I'm, I'm as bad as Jesus. If all you're going to have is God, I'm going to sleep too. I want to get somewhere away from you and meditate. Sometimes people have so many problems and I, they call him pastor. I got this and I've got that. And the doctor said this and the doctor said that. And I just want to get away. I've never seen so many broke down, busted, disgusted people can't be trusted and call themselves people of faith and then want me to pray. Who cannot walk together except they agreed. I'm agreeing with you that in the storm, Jesus is there. I'm agreeing with you that through the problems, Jesus is there. I don't care how bad it looks. The sun is going to come up. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. And I don't care how bad it looks or how bad people talk about it. It's not what they say, it's what you say. And the disciples tried to wake him up. He was asleep on the pillow. And they went in there and tried to wake Jesus up. And listen to what he said when he woke up. He was kind of upset with them. And I don't blame him for being a little upset with them. And they tried to wake him up. And his disciples said, Lord, save us. Next we perish. What kind of faith talk is that? God, if you don't meet my needs, I'm going to be kicked out. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That's, where, that's the level you are. Lord, if the doctors don't heal me, I'm going to die. That's the level of faith where you are. You don't need to be healed. You need more faith. We need to learn the language of faith. No doubt. No fear. I disregard what the doctors say. I void it. It's not clear. I didn't understand. When you tell me I can't be, I don't understand you. When you tell me that I can't, I, it, this is not happening. No, it's not going to happen here. Let me tell you how the language of faith works. No, this was Goliath said to David, I'm going to destroy you. And David said, Not 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 today. No, you must be talking to someone else. I don't care how big you are, you will not walk away with my victory. This is my opportunity for victory. And Goliath, your eyes may shine and your teeth may be big, but you're not going to scare me because the victory is mine. God promised me the victory. 
And that's what happens when you look at the circumstance. You don't say, let's be perish. What you saying? Lord, save me. If you don't save me, I'm going to lose my house. I'm going to lose my car. I'm not going to have enough money. Listen, as long as you got Jesus and you're living by the word, you will always have more than enough. Jesus is more than enough. He's what you need. Press down, shake it together and running over. Did not he say in John 10 and 10, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundant. His disciples heard him say it, but they forgot about it when the circumstances arose. Don't let the doctors walk in your room and make you forget that God is a healer. Don't let the specialists and the physicians walk in your room and tell you that death has power over the anointing that's in your life. If you're not anointed, face up with it. But if you are anointed, then you speak up. Don't say, lest I perish, as long as the anointing is on the inside of you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You never speak in faith saying, lest we perish. That is not the language of faith. That is the language of doubt. That is the language of unbelief. That is the language of a sick person, a failure. Listen, let the sick say, I'm strong, I'm healed. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the bound say, I am free. Let the sick say, I am healed. And they went to Jesus and said, save us lest we perish. And look what Jesus said. I don't want to hear that. He said, why are you fearful? In Matthew 8 and 26, I want you to write that down. The Lord asked them. He didn't say, are you all right? He didn't say, do you want me to heal you? He didn't say, let me show you my power. The Lord said to them, a good question I hear him asking us. He said to them, why are you fearful? And how many times in our lives, when I thought I had faith, I mean, I'm God's man of faith and power. Sometimes you're the prayer warrior of the church and you have a circumstance and you go to God and you know sometimes God doesn't answer your prayer when you want him to. He's so disobedient and he doesn't obey you. You know, put God in time out. So many people get confused with God because I asked God to do it and God did not obey me. I asked God to heal me and God did not and God let this happen to me. And I asked God to save my children. And, and they left home and want to be grown. And they went out like the prodigal son. And you go to God. God, why didn't you do it? And God said, no. Why did you fear? He said, why are you fearful? Where did that spirit of fear come from? I didn't give you the spirit of fear. And that's when you have to check yourself. You need to examine yourself and see where you are in Christ. And sometimes it's where your faith needs to be increased and you need more faith. See, just, just saying water doesn't get you wet. Saying you have faith and knowing one or two scriptures, knowing 10 or 20 scriptures, that doesn't make you have faith. Just because you can quote what you heard some preacher say on a podcast or radio or television, it doesn't make you have faith. Jesus said, why are you fearful? Here's the key. Because you need more faith. And faith by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he be sent? 
We need to hear more preaching and say. We like preaching that tickles our ear. We like preaching that has, I mean, that we, we're not condemned. We like to preach in where we can do, go, and have anything, and God just forgives us, and he just, if we like, you need preaching to tell you, do it all, learn to trust in Jesus. We need preaching that tells you, some preaching that, well, God wants you sick. It's not preaching a faith. Because if that's what you hear, that's what you're going to believe. Because faith comes by hearing. If you hear that God wants you sick, then you're going to just sit in your ship and pop water off the boat and say, we're going to perish. But the Lord woke up and said to them, why do you have fear? I don't know how many times I've heard God say to me, why are you fearful? And I said, God, I didn't know I had fear. God said, look how you're talking. Get a mirror and put it in front of your character and yourself and put it in front of your face and let me know where you're coming from. Because the level of faith that you are coming to me, I cannot do anything supernatural in your life when you come from that level of faith. So the key is what you want to write this down, you want to raise your level of faith, because you're at such a low level now. You're telling God, and he said to them, why are you fearful? I'm on the boat with you. I made all these promises to you. I've done my part. I've, I've, done, I've done my part. I've told you for 6,000 years. I'll never leave you. We've come this far by faith. Look how God has blessed you. Look back over the testimonies that you've had in your life. How can you dare insult me and have fear that I'm even going to let you perish in this storm? You know, Jesus was saying, he was saying, the, the giant can't defeat you. You cannot draw. I told you in Isaiah, if you had studied the word and you see, Study to show thyself a fool unto God. Workmen need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show God how much faith you have. I told you in Isaiah that in the high water, I'll take care of you. I told you that when you walk through high places, I'll be with you. I told you in the fire, I take care of you. I showed you examples of Daniel being in the lion's den when I brought him out. And why do you stand here and think I'm going to let you perish? You're not that special. If I said it, I'm going to do it. God will watch over his word to perform it. Can I say it again? God will watch over his words. To perform it. If God said it, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He said in Deuteronomy 13 and 5, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said in Joshua, I will not leave you and I will not forsake you. He said in Psalms 94 and 14, the Lord will not forsake his people. He will not abandon his inheritance. He said in Genesis 28 and 15, behold, I am with you. And I will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. Father, will not leave you for what I will do, what I have promised you. He said in Philippians, the fourth chapter, he said now in the sixth through the seventh verse, be not anxious about anything, 
But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known and guard your heart and keep your mind on God. We said in Psalms 55 and 22, cast your burdens on the Lord for he will take care of you and he will never permit you to be defeated. First Kings, the eighth chapter in the 57th verse He said, the Lord will be with us and he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And when you meditate on this word and you hear the preaching, you see, some people, they hear a preacher preach scriptures. But that's not necessarily the message of faith that you need in your circumstance. Because they can preach the scriptures and then we go to God and say, lest we perish. Jesus said to them, oh, ye of little faith. I would hate for me to feel like I'm a great man of God and God say to me, you got little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. He said, where is your faith? What level are you operating on? You come to me, you've been with me all these years and you still got kindergarten faith, kindergarten faith. You've been with me all these years and you, and you still can't pay your rent. You ought to be owning real estate and be the mayor of the city. And here we're trying to pay this month's rent. Where is your faith? Cancer comes in your body and you let the doctors do everything to you. And you still listen. Pray for the doctors to be anointed. I'm not against doctors. But Jesus said, where is your faith? Through it all, I'm going to bring you out of this all right. Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. The problem is not your sickness. It's not the problem. That's the problem. It's how you handle the problem. That's the problem. The problem is, why are you fearful? I want you to write that down. It's not the problem. That's the problem. It's how you handle the problem. That's the problem. And when you handle the problem on your level of faith, you realize, I need to hear more preaching. I need to hear more tapes. I need to meditate on his word. I need to read his word more. Because when you got faith, you can move mountains. Jesus said, where is your faith? And that's what I want to say to you today. I did all of that to saying this morning. As I sit here in my office in Dallas, Texas. And I want to say this. You're listening to me. And I'm going to ask you, you're going to be faced with circumstances today. You were faced with circumstances yesterday. You know, many are the afflictions of the righteous. God's, listen, righteous people are going to have problems. Listen, but the Bible said he delivered them out of them Many are the afflictions of the righteous. It's not new. You're going to have some problems. But I'm not focusing on many other problems. I'm focusing on he will deliver them out of them all. Is that what he said? He said, I'll deliver them out of them all. And if God said he's going to deliver you out of all of your problems, all you know, God will never forsake me. He'll deliver you out of your, all of your problems. So you're going to have problems, but it's not the problem that's the problem. I'm going to ask you, where's your faith when it comes to these problems? Because if you've got to hold on, faith looks at the impossible. 
and sees Jesus. And when you put Jesus and impossible together, all you come out with is a testimony and you come out with a miracle. When you mix Jesus and impossible in your faith, you're going to find that you are more than a conqueror. When you go in that operating room and the doctor shakes his head, I sang a song years ago that when you tried everything and everything is failed, try Jesus. And when I sing that song, it lets you know that when the doctors have done everything and you try Jesus and you move at that level of faith where nothing should be impossible, the doctors are going to shake their head. They're going to be surprised and not be able to believe their eye. Because it's going to mean there's a miracle in your life. God will bring you out of every circumstance. And he said to them, where is your faith? Sometimes when I see my level of faith, it knows I need to get a step. I need to get a hitch in my get along. It means I need to start listening and studying and meditating on his word day and night. I mean, I need to start looking at my problems and start looking and building my faith and walking around people of faith and hanging around people of faith and corresponding with people of faith and having friends with people of faith and finding a preacher of faith. Because some preachers preach, but they don't preach a rhema to you. Some people quote scriptures, but that's not a rhema for you. I need to find somebody. There's a pastor in the city. There's a man in the world. That God will speak to you. Elijah had Elisha had Elijah. Elijah spoke faith into him. And Elisha said, I don't even want to do what you do. I just want to have the faith that you have. And then I want to do twice as much. Because if I stand on your shoulders and take your faith and mix it with mine, I can do more. There's people in your life that God will put you with that will help you to do double. Help you to do twice as much. You'll have double for your trouble. Jesus said to them, where is your faith? And I hear him saying, where is your faith? Oh, ye of little faith. You know, there's little faith. There's some faith. And there's a lot of faith. And I hear God saying, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Daniel went into the lion's den. And the king said, oh, Daniel, if you don't quit praying, I'm going to throw you in the lion's den. And Daniel said, you can throw all the lions here together. They ain't happening today. You, listen, you're not going to stop me from praying and having faith in God. And that's the attitude that you have. When you start telling the devil, you'll never kill my man. I don't care how many lions you put in the lion's den. I don't care how many days you make them fast before they throw me in. I don't care if you put dinner napkins under their chin and a fork in their hand. You can put all the lions together that you want to. I will never take my eyes off of Jesus and what he said about my life. I will never stop praising him. I will never focus on the problems. I will focus on the God that I serve. He is able to deliver me. And when the king came in the morning, he said, Oh, Daniel, has the God that you serve delivered you? Daniel said, Praise him, O king. 
I'm down here, and the, I'm asleep, the lion's asleep, and the angels are on guard. And he pulled Daniel out of the lion's den. Let's go back to Matthew. Jesus said, oh, you have little faith. He said, where is your faith? And then he still, he arose. He arose. Jesus stood up. He wants to be first in your life. Quit putting him on the back burner. He arose and he rebuked the trial that they were going through. Jesus rebuked the storm. He took control of their circumstances. He said, let me handle your problems. Let me handle your sickness. I took him on the cross. Jesus handled 39 stripes on his back. He was our transgression. Isaiah 55, he was bruised for our iniquity. Isaiah 55, he, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, he, we are healed. He said, let me handle all of your problems. And you wait on the Lord. And Jesus rebuked the storm. When you let him, remember, they that wait upon the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 31 shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When you let Jesus, he'll handle your problems. You say, Pastor Nick, you're telling me a lot today. Well, hey, I got a lot to say. I got, I have CDs out and I'll send you a CD or sometimes you can just write a letter to me and I can send you a few scriptures. Jesus said, they didn't wait. Watch me. I'll rebuke the storm. And Jesus rebuked the winds and the storms. He rebuked the wave. He rebuked everything. And the men marveled. He surprised them. It's amazing. When you see God wants to work for you. Listen, he'll turn your children around. I've seen mothers. You know, there was a man in the Bible. He had a son. That son was just hard-headed. And the son would not listen. The son didn't want to go to church. The son wanted to run with fast women. And that man in the Bible, he just, he put it in God's hands. And his son was called, we call it the prodigal son. And after being out there, covered by prayer, because that daddy was praying every day, that son returned back home. I said, I want to go back to my father's house. When you put it in God's hands, Jesus will rebuke the storm in your life. He'll put money in the fish's mouth. He'll supply all of your needs. He'll give you more than enough when you put it in God's hands. When you speak that language, faith, nothing will be impossible. When you come from that level of faith, where you rage in level, some of us are at such a low level, little faith, you have little things. Daniel has so much faith, he had more faith than all the lions and all the kings put together. When you operate at that level, things begin to happen. And he said, Pastor Nix, I want to be able to operate. Can I pray for some people that are listening to me? Can I pray for you to start increasing your faith? You may not have understood everything that I've said. You may just have got a portion of it. But one thing I want you to know, I want you to know where is your faith? We need to ask ourselves. And if you have faith in God, he'll get up and rebuke the storms in your life and show you that he is God. Because he loves to brag. God loves to show you who he is. God loves to show you all the good things that he has for you as his children. 
God is so generous, not just on Christmas and your birthday. God is generous, not just on your anniversary and New Year's. God is a generous God, very wealthy, very powerful, and he loves to break. He loves to give you good things. He said in Psalm 84, I will withhold no good thing from them that walk around. God wants to heal you. He wants you to testify. He wants you to have things that just make the devil mad. He wants you to come out more than a conqueror. He wants you to know that if God is for you, who can be against you? And I want to pray for you that you can experience what God has, but it takes faith to do it. So I'm teaching more on this language of faith. If you want to uh, pray with me right now, just kind of put up what you're doing. And I'm going to pray that God moves in your circumstance. Father, everyone that moves close to me and under the sound of my voice, whether it's on tape, whoever's hearing me, I pray that you would teach us to focus in on you being with us and not circumstances being around us. Lord, I pray that we would begin to acknowledge you. Put us around people that encourage us, that would edify us. Put us around Elishas that would bring out the best in us. Put us around pastors and teachers that would give us a rhema word, not just a few scriptures. Somebody that can speak into our lives. I'm not trying to bless anybody. I'm trying to change them, God. Put us around people that you want to show that you're God. And Lord, I thank you. In the circumstances when the winds and waves are tossing us, let us know that you're with us no matter what. And when we wake you, we're not waking you to tell us how to tell you our problems. We're not going to tell you our problems. We're going to tell you what you said. God, you said you'd heal us. You said you'd save the families. You said you'd give us peace of mind. You said you'd work circumstances in that real estate. You said you'd help our save our properties. You said you'd fight our enemies. And we thank you for it. Now get up and show us what you can do. We want to see you. Work it, Jesus. We want to see you. And Lord, we want you to know that as we have little faith, the more we hear it, little faith has little blessing, but bigger faith has bigger blessing. And we remind you in your word where you said, eyes have not seen Neither have ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the thing that God had prepared for those that love the Lord. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the healing power of God that our faith will pull in healing power. We thank you, Lord, for that salvation power. If we're not saved, we thank you that we can accept you as our personal Savior. Sometimes it's so hard when we have addictions. And sometimes we have habits and sometimes we have people in our lives and we try to live for you and the temptation keeps coming back. But Lord, we raise our faith level. You can, you will, and you already have. We accept you now. I want you to repeat after me, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And I promise to live for you for the balance of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Nixon, Downs, Texas. I have a new mail and address, P.O. Box 771, Peter Hill, Texas, 75104. Or my email is pastor1040 
at yahoo.com. If you email me for prayer, if you email me because you want more faith, or you can get it through the radio station, but my email is pastorn40 at yahoo.com. I pray that your life will never be the same, but changes every day will cause your faith to grow. And that Jesus will wake up because he's there. What more can you want? But I pray that you learn how to work him. Learn how to release the hand of God. Untie God and let it move in your life. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the old clock on the wall says me because I've been here an hour. Brother? I know, brother. Yes, sir. Brother Sam, um, give that email out again, please. Your email? That email, Pastor P A S T O R N 40 at yahoo.com. Okay. I'm repeating it. Uh huh. Uh, Pastor 1040 at yahoo.com. Ah, uh, okay. Pastor 1040. T E N uh, and then 40? No. Pastor 1040. Okay. P A S T O R 1040. Okay. Like the like the taxes. Okay, got it. One zero four zero at yahoo.com. I got it now. Perfect. At yahoo.com. Okay. Praise the Lord, brother. I want to tell you something. Um, what a powerful word, man. That spoke to me. That spoke to me to have faith. I've got to go do something tomorrow, and the enemy is um, trying to put fear into me. Let me just say. I'm going to go and uh, have faith tomorrow, and I'll be reporting back to you. Um, Hallelujah. Right now, word. Where is your faith, Pastor Sam Nix? My friend, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. And look at your schedule and see if you have another date you can get me in June. We want to get you back on. Keep this thing going. 